as we continue to read from the book of Genesis, it gets more interesting as God unfolds to us the manifold wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that is embedded in that, that passage of Scripture. And it would be nice that we reflect deeply on them and see how we can gain mastery with regards to the things of God. He says the, the serpent was more subtle than any other wild creature that the Lord God has made. Subtility has to do with cunningness. has to do with mastery in deception. Manipulation. It has to do with the ability to engage logic in dialogue and bring about some level of, you know, some level of blindness where you are made to believe things irrespective of the fact before you. And then he says, the serpent came and said, did God say you shall not eat of the tree, any tree of the garden? The question is, where was the serpent or where was the devil when God gave Adam the command? Was the devil there? How did he know that this was the instruction that was given? And look at the way he put it. He knows where he was going to. He said, did God say you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? <laughs> I'm sure you have not seen this part before. He knows that there is a tree in the garden that God says you should not even touch. But he came generally. Just to know whether you know. He wants to find out. He wants to assess your level of knowledge. That's the first attack. Did God say you shall not eat of any of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Mm-hmm. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Mm. Oh, Yahweh. Oh, that's good. He kept pressing on again. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open. Manipulation. He begins. You will be like God. Knowing good and evil. Let's just look at these three things here. Your eye will be open. Were their eyes blind? Two, they will be like God. Were they ghosts before? Were they not created in the image and likeness of God? You will now know good and evil. He brought his own element at the last point. 
There are ways that seem right unto somebody. But the end of it is death. That is manipulation. He will size you up. What do you know? Then, if you know the truth, he will start attacking the truth. By making you to compromise the truth. He will make you compromise the word of God. First of all, he wants to know that you know. When he knows that you know, then he increases his manipulative power. He engages his deception. He starts making you to find a way of not completely allowing that become a standard. And that little leeway you give is what makes him to have access into you. He will make you do what he wants you to do and not what God has commanded you. Knowing good and evil. And the Bible says that when they ate the, 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 the fruit, you see, truly, their eyes were open. I said, wow. Eye open? Were they blind? No. But a new vista of vision was opened unto them. And that's the vista of evil. They began to experience evil. The door of evil was closed towards them. But the moment they disobeyed, they opened the door. Evil then came into them. And the first report, evil, you know, releases into a soul when it comes in, is to disarm the soul of the glory. So he received the spirit of fear, and the next thing is, he said, and they were naked. That was what the devil wanted. To derobe them of the glory. The devil will do everything to contest that glory that crowns your soul. Every day in your journey with God, as you walk with God in righteousness, as you walk with God day by day, living for him, there's a glory that covers your soul like a cloud. The devil will engage you every day to transit that glory for the things that he wants you to do. He will contest that glory. The real clothing is not this one we're wearing. The real clothing is the glory of God upon us. The Bible says that God has honored us and has crowned us with honor and glory. That glory lives in you. May that glory never depart from you in the name of Jesus Christ. Jealously guard the glory of God upon your life. Jealously guard that glory upon your life. That is your strength. That is your power. Jesus prayed in John 17, Father, the glory you have given to me, I have given to them. There is a substance we possess. And that's what distinguishes us from every other system. That glory is what protects you. That glory is what empowers you. The more you honor and cherish that glory, the more it grows in your heart. Grows in your heart. It's a substance that we cannot toy with. Is the graciousness of God upon you. This is where God comes. He comes and mounts on his glory and is able to interact with you. That is where he will teach you. That's where he will direct your steps. 
you will be you know, going about your daily tasks. You will see yourself dialoguing with strange being in your heart, giving you, you know, fine ideas, giving you suggestions. Sometimes he will pray through what they call through the auto suggestion. He will bring in things, pictures in your mind. That's how he directs his own people. His glory will be mounted upon you. On account of that glory, no force of evil can contend with you and bring you down. Because God will jealously guard his glory. As we continue to go down the drain, the devil contests the glory again. He is so daft that he has not changed his system. He will see come back the same way he came to Adam and Eve. First of all, he will make you to question the word of God you have received in your heart. Did God really say you should not commit sin? Did God really say that you are blessed? Did God really say you cannot be a child and then this will happen to you. Did God really say? He will question those things and make you find a way to give reason that even though God said it, but, 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 <laughs> once but is coming, you are already gradually allowing his deception to take hold of your heart. And very soon, he will derobe you. And once he derobes you, you are now vulnerable to all kinds of things. That will not be a portion in the name of Jesus Christ. His glory will be upon us as individuals, his glory will be upon us as corporate body of Christ. His glory will be upon our family, upon our career, upon our children. The mark of God is upon us. That mark will preserve us. That mark will lead us to the end through Christ our Lord.